Gaggers. We're back. Our long national nightmare is over, also known as my move. <laughs> we are back. We are Lollygagging Sports. I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby, my fellow Lollygaggers. Guys, it's been a bit. I mean, how have you been? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a month because, well, outside of a few texts, we have it. Samantha, how you doing? I, it's weird, right? This is the longest I think we've gone without like directly speaking to each other, like all three of us at once in like years. It's weird. I didn't like it. Um, but, you know, I missed you guys. We missed all of you out there. I not miss Mike McCarthy because oh, apparently Lord. we can't get rid of him. No. But, you know, it was okay. We had a, we had a nice, uh, nice holiday, nice little vacation. Um, hopped across the pond as people in Europe hate me saying. That's what I'm saying because it's kind of funny. Um, it, um, and Bo, Bo moved and survived barely, barely. Uh, so, yeah, it's, he survived. Mike McCarthy survived. One of these things is not like the other. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I can actually see you like going through where in Europe and, and saying that just to piss people off. I can actually see you doing that in my head, and it's hilarious. Do you have video of this? Because I would love to see video. No, no, I try not to. I'm like the most, I'm an extremely polite, like, tourist, mostly because I, like, don't want to be ID'd as a tourist. So, like, I, like, will not speak English above a whisper when I am, like, in a non-English speaking country because I'm, like, mortified of being, like, the loud American or whatever. But these are the things that go through my head when I'm standing there and you get some, like, terrible, like, customs person who is, like, this happened to me, which is why I'm using the example, is mad at you because they're like, where are you going? And you mm -hmm. say the name of the hotel and they're like, what's the address? And you're like, why in the hell would I know the address of a hotel off the top of my head? <laughs> like, And they act like that's suspicious. And it's like, oh, yes, me and my husband and my three kids are here to do scary things because we can't give you the address of a hotel. Like, give me a break, man. Like, you really, really, <laughs> like, okay, like... Oh, that sounds about right. Irby, how about you, buddy? How you doing? I everything is golden. You know, I, I, I since since three months ago winning a World Series, everything is just golden. So I'm not going to complain or anything. Everything is great. I can't say awesome because I think that was trademarked by Lego. But still, everything <laughs> is great. Yeah. Smith, I was wondering which which one of us between me and Irby was going to sneak in that World Series plug the first time. Kind of not, I'm really not surprised it was Irby. Well, it's been a while. Actually, it was me because I told you to use that song for the intro, although I, I had a slight yeah, reason. That's fair. That's, you will find out later that's during true. the time capsule. That's true. They did know you would have it. Plus, we haven't been obnoxious about the World Series in at least a month on this show. <laughs> so, you know, we're overdue. It's cool. Well, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to second you getting the credit there because I was not planning on talking about it. I didn't know Bo was going to open like this. I'm going to have to go with subconsciously just hearing the music triggered. Yep, Rangers won the World Series. <laughs> sure. I mean, I've, I've, got some, I've got some championship paraphernalia on, on the new podcast desk. Like, it's staring me in the face. So, I sure. have a Peagle hoodie. Um, there you, you go. Have, you I not have any championship gear, but I do have a Peagle hoodie, which you did wear during the World Series in support of the Rangers. See, so... I feel like the worst Rangers fan out there because I have yet to get anything Peagle. It's not that it's not out of not uh, of a lack of desire. Like I want some Peagle gear, I just haven't done it yet, and I feel really bad about that. 
Yeah, I think you need to fix that. I will. I really do. This is actually the only piece of Rangers gear that I own, <laughs> but I'm quite fond of it, and it worked out good, you know, so. <laughs> well, now that I'm back in Texas, I could probably find this stuff without having to order it online. So I got that going for me. All right. Well, we're going to get started. We're actually going to talk a little baseball here for a second before we get into the wild world that is the NFL, which all of a sudden has turned into a Jerry Springer show. All right. So let's talk free agency here, Samantha, to, to, to get some baseball in, in, in the show this week. Uh, let's start with the pitchers. Uh, I'm wondering what you think about the holdup here because we've got – Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery are still out there. Montgomery, of course, increased his AAV substantially with his postseason performance, and Blake Snell is Blake Snell. Now, Blake Snell is a Boris client. Is it really Boris? Is that where we're going to start with the holdup here? Because these are two guys that I didn't expect to still be unsigned at this point in January. Oh, yeah, this is just Boris. I mean, if you look at who's left amongst the sort of top-tier free agents, both amongst pitchers and hitters, a, a good portion of them are Boris clients. So to me, that's it's clear what's happening here. I mean, it's a, I, I'm kind of with you in that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to take this long for more, at least more of the dominoes to fall because, like, we're getting, we're getting tight on truck day now, you know, like a couple of weeks, which is right. awesome because I'm desperate. Um <laughs> for the, the start of baseball season. So I'm eagerly awaiting Chuck Day, but like we're, we're getting awfully close to have this many sort of significant free agents still floating around out there. So I, I think especially in the pitching market with Snell, I mean, you wonder if they'll all go quick after Snell, but we've made that mistake before too. I mean, uh -huh. I believe several months ago we were saying, well, as soon as Otani We did. Uh -huh. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a, a very Boris specific holdup. Yes. What about what, what about this mess with Diamond Sports though? Because I'm curious. Because obviously, you know, when when it comes to Montgomery, he's he's got one franchise that would like to bring him back that is in the middle of this Diamond mess. What impact has that had? Do you think on this? Yeah, I mean, I both of our teams are kind of in the same boat on this, and ultimately, I think it's probably a good thing. I mean, we're hearing like you know the Rangers and the Guardians are maybe the teams that are like off the air via Diamond. It's probably the best thing that could happen because that's what you want, right? You want right. what we want is, I mean, it would have been better if they went bankrupt and everything. So, like, part of the problem here is that it's not actually really good news that Amazon did this because MLB and Amazon are at odds about how this is going to work. So it would have been better if they had gone bankrupt because then the licensing agreement is void and MLB takes back its own licensing rights and, mm -hmm. like, you don't have a problem, right? They figure out one way or the other. They lift the local blackout for the teams that this applies to. They will make sure you see your team. One way or the other, if Major League Baseball's in charge, they're going to make sure you get to see your team. Now we're in this weird limbo. I'm almost happy to be the teams. I mean, I don't care because I'm out of market. I'm going to see them no matter what. But it's kind of good, maybe, to be one of the teams that is not necessarily guaranteed a spot under whatever the hell Diamond's doing this time around with uh -huh. this goofy business with Amazon. And we don't know. A lot of this, we don't have enough information. But, you know, I almost wonder if you're better off being one of the teams that is not uh, looking like Diamond is interested in carrying them because ultimately then you will fall back into the care of Major League Baseball, who, well, they can't take worse care of you, put it that way. Um, <laughs> so this is ultimately probably good news, at least for the people who Diamond is kind of trying to uh, 
shunt off, specifically the Guardians and the Rangers. <laughs> Supposedly, I should say allegedly. Allegedly, not been confirmed. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. God, what a mess. Irby, how about you? What do you think the holdup is? Is it Boris? Is it Diamond? Is it both? What's going on with these pitchers? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a combination of the money. Um, and, and that's the stuff that we're going to find out if, you know, especially Montgomery's definitely more than anything. If, it, if he does intend on coming, wants to have the reunion with Texas, you've got to figure this side out first and the financial stuff. But, but yeah, this is Boris stuff. I think that's the, the main point here of what we've talked about and we've seen. And, and it's not in ill will. It is intentional, but it is trying to find out, you know, as much get as many teams involved as possible. And that's what Boris, that's why this, he has so many great clients because that's what he does. Well, it, 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 many, many cases for what we've seen, the player goes where ends up where he wants to be. And that's the conversation between the agent and the player. Like I want do whatever you got to do to get the value. I want to end up here when it's all said and done. This is where I want to be. And so that's what I think we're seeing right now. And I, I think the targets are, are laid out. Maybe a little bit more for Montgomery than Snell. Uh, Blake, I'm curious to see how that one plays out and enjoying this ride. But, yeah, this isn't shocking. We've seen this stuff fake all the way to February. So I, I think we've got a couple more weeks potentially of it. I know, Bo, you were hopeful that maybe this weekend we get some Montgomery news. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I sadly, this is what we've kind of come to suspect. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's weird, too, the Otani stuff. And I hate when, you know, I mean, I'm kind of glad we didn't, we didn't pollute the airs with all this stuff because you think it's like, well, once Otani signs, it's like a floodgate and everybody starts signing. It's like, no, that's not how it works. But, you know, it does begin the processes and different conversations happen. And we've had some momentum. But, yeah, it, turn of the year, you know, momentum kind of shuffles off a little bit. and And, and, and but now here we are, the 17th. So, uh, yeah, like Ben said, like it's not that far away. We are closer to the start of the season than we are that last pitch. So uh, let's yeah. pick up a little steam, please. <laughs> what does the market look like, you think, Samantha, for Blake Snell? I mean, I I don't really put a lot of stock in in, in, in rumors and dollar figures. I don't know who's leaking that information. But if, if what has been reported this week is true, he's looking for close to 300 mil. Who could pay that that needs a pitcher right now? Oh, I think we've got plenty of candidates. I, I think this market is quite robust. Um, I, my guess is this is a game of chicken. Uh, <laughs> you have yep. a couple of bidders who are creeping up towards this but unwilling to go over, and it's like, who blinks first? Because somebody's going to do it because it ain't going to be Boris. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, he'll be fine. He's going to get his money. I feel like that's a lesson that everyone in baseball should have already learned by now is Boris doesn't blink. Well, right, and I, I think they do know that. I, I think it's more about which one of you is going to blink first. You know, <laughs> who can keep, who can go the closest, this price is right, right? Get the closest without going over. Like, <laughs> you want to make the last offer, but also the lowest one that you have to make, you know, so you make sure you bid, you know, $601 or whatever on the showcase. I'm curious what the showcase showdown package would be. Hmm. <laughs> Dinette set and a small boat. <laughs> All right. Irby, anything else on these pitchers before we get into hitters? Yeah, I have to think with something like this with Snell, you know, the conversation being had of, okay, watch it. They're all creeping up. How's it? 
Well, the Angels are actually. I know you're not going to the Angels. I know, I know, I know, because this isn't like Anthony Rendon, who was probably like, whatever money, Angels, cool, awesome. Are they good? I don't care. <laughs> God, if the Angels do that, that'd be hilarious. Not good for Snell, but hilarious for all of us. So, all right, all right. Well, let's talk some hitters. Here's Samantha. Who do you think? If you if you could sign one of the guys left in the hitters hitters market, who's it going to be? Is it, is it Bellinger? Is it Chapman? Who do you have? Bellinger. Yeah. Bellinger. Look at me. This is not, there's no debate on this for me. I, my interest in Cody Bellinger is like a hundred souls compared to my interest in Matt Chapman. Uh, type of hitter, type of dude. Yeah. I mean, more expensive, probably worth it. Also, probably. I don't know. I'm just not that interested in Matt Chapman. I, I don't, this is not a thing that I need or want. It's, it's no offense to Matt Chapman. I'm not saying he has no value. I'm just not interested. Mm. I'm extremely interested in Cody Bellinger. So we'll see. I'm not sure either one of them is getting what they think they're getting. I think it's going to work a little differently than Blake Snell, but they, they will both be paid handsomely. Okay. Your Cubs are holding up the works here. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I feel like you know, come spring training time, we're gonna be talking about the Cubs because I don't get it, but that's same. I, I don't same. think I'm the only I, one. <laughs> yeah, there's a definitely a discussion to be had. Of, it's a what are you doing discussion, but we'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Irby, same question to you. What, what do you think of these hitters? Who who would you sign if you could of of, of the hitters that are left? Well, I yeah, the Bellingers, the it's easy slam dunk. The the fun one here is Chapman. You know, this is a great example of sometimes, you know, yes, your numbers, obviously your performance and your age and all that stuff makes a big deal, but sometimes it matters who signed extensions that was supposed to be the free agent at the same time as you. And Chapman is a great example. There's some other years of free agency that he's if he's a free agent during there, he's not getting the money, he's not getting the years that he's gonna end up getting. But when there's so few options, yeah, man, going to get paid. I mean, that's I, – I, I don't want to say that he's the next Jacoby Elferry because we saw how that all played out. He got his big money. But it's kind of the same thing here. Like Chapman's going to get a little bit longer contract and a little bit more money just because he's what's out there. And it's not that he's bad by any means. I'm not saying that. He's still a very good player, but going to get a lot more than what probably should get. So – you know that, and it's just, I'm the same, Samantha. I, the upside of Bellinger, I'd love to add him to the outfield. Don't need one for our team, but that's who I would take. Let's have some fun. Who about who signs the other Chapman, Samantha? A rolled as Chapman. I bet somebody's going to do it, aren't they? Absolutely. Some, some, somebody's going to do it. I don't know. So the question is, is this somebody, is this like going to be one of those goofy ones like what we got last year where somebody like Kansas City signs him on the cheap and then figures they can flip him if he does well? Like, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards that than I am towards an actual contender doing it, mostly because of the talent that's still out there that lacks the baggage slash age slash control problems um, that come along with <laughs> all this happening. Um, but someone, someone will sign. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably something crazy. The, the Nationals, maybe. Nationals, I can see. I can see the Nats, maybe the Marlins. Yeah, I, Marlins, I could see too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, Irby, how about you? Where's the role just Chapman going? He's gonna be a Rocky. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, th- you think about it for a team that aspires to be five hundred. Aroldis Chapman is about fifty percent, you know. Yeah, 
walks and strikeouts 50% of the time. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know which one you're going to get until – and you well, you find out pretty quickly you know, in the first battery faces which one you're going to get, but going in, you don't know. So, yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense. You, you don't know, and neither does he. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Samantha, anything else on, on, on free agency before we get into the NFL playoffs? No, no. I just want the season to start. Just give me truck day, man. Like, and, you know, you guys can catch up. Like, listen, like, I just want spring training to start. Like, you know, y'all can sort yourselves out. You're going to miss the beginning of it. But I am not. So I am getting into that part of the off season where I become super desperate for baseball and I yeah. start getting weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it's time, man. And I need it. I need truck day to keep me alive. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, once you reach the point where like, okay, I've seen enough hockey. I've seen enough basketball. It's, it's time for some baseball. Start getting that January itch. I'm with there with you. <laughs> need some baseball. All right. Well, Let's, let's flip it over to the NFL because the playoffs are going on, and it was a wild, wild, wild card weekend. Uh, I wouldn't call it super, but it was wild. Um, but it's set up. Take three here, Samantha. We got Bills, Chiefs. This time, it's going to be in Buffalo. A lot of people were making or trying to make a lot of hay out of the fact that Mahomes has never been on the road in a playoff start. Uh don't really care. I don't think it matters in this game. I don't think it matters to anyone except for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wait, it didn't matter this week either. <laughs> so let's talk this matchup. As the Bills, I think, I think close the season better, Samantha, than the Chiefs did. Uh, both look solid in the wild card matchups. Who are you leaning with here? Like, Who do you think has the edge going in? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I want to say it's Buffalo, but I don't know how much, uh, you know, Homer stuff. I'm throwing into that. I I don't know. History says Chiefs. Like, hot right now says Bill. Still, Chiefs certainly look a lot better in their first-round game than the Bills did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bills had a weaker opponent. Not that Miami looked any better than Pittsburgh a week ago. Um, but theoretically, theoretically, they are the better team of the two. So I don't know what to make of that. Probably not much. I don't put a lot of stock into the home field issue here. I, to me, it, it, it's become pretty moot in football, in playoffs. It's really more of a baseball thing at this point. Yep. Um, I agree. I think the only time it really matters is if you're getting a road team that cannot play in the cold and cannot play outside, and that doesn't apply to anyone here. So, I mean, they both played in horrific conditions a week ago and they were both fine so mm-hmm. i don't really think it's going to make much difference i don't care about pat whether patrick Mahomes was ever on the run that's just, this does not matter this is not important like it's probably going to come down to minimizing mistakes on the build side and well essentially repeating what you did a week ago that you didn't seem to be able to do for most of the regular season on the chief side and we'll see who <laughs> comes up <laughs> survives at the end of it between the two of them. Maybe this time uh, Pat Mahomes' helmet will make it through the whole game. Mm. One can hope, right? (laughs) Irby, same question for you. Who has the upper upper hand? Who's got the edge coming in to Bill's Chiefs take three? I, neither. I mean, it's the way these two are going. 
you know, how we saw these teams coming into the postseason didn't look like deep runs, and here you are. I mean, that's the beauty of where we're at. One of these will move on. I, Kansas City, it's kind of like what Samantha, we were saying. Like, if you establish that run, you do exactly what you did last week, you're going to be fine. Like, they took care of a, a Miami team that didn't look like they belonged in cold weather English. And then Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo, really, it's the – we've talked so many times with Josh – about the limiting mistakes and limiting errors. And here it's going to be not just that, but also it's when, when this Bills team, and when they go through funks in the game, that stretches in the season. Just in a game, they go through multiple possession funks where they just look completely out of sync and out of whack. And it's amazing how many teams that we will see that, and you know that happens, and it's like, oh, here we go. They're all falling apart. They're done for the day. But Buffalo can do that for like four or five series, and then they can wake right back up and score 21 points in a few minutes. Like, it's so weird, but God bless them. Keep it up. I mean, it's just entertaining. And so, like, it's just it's the craziest thing in the world where it's just they can look completely lost, and then boom, boom, boom. Like, all right, whatever. So, I Buffalo, it's really it survived that. Your, your, your own moments of ineptness, if they can survive that, they're going to be fine. And so, this is... I, I we've had some great matchups between these two. I'm super excited about getting it here once again. And um, and also I'm not above you know predictions when they go wrong. I I, I don't know if y'all do. Um, and and I I'm gonna eat my crow right now because what about two months ago I said the Bills were done and they weren't in the playoffs. I said on this show they were not a playoff team. So I I will sit here. <laughs> and well done. Awesome. I've got an Oreo next to me, so the Oreo will be my crow, and I'm going to enjoy this Oreo, but that will be me eating the crow. Well done, Buffalo, because this team, I mean, as I said about the how they look at a game, but this team looked dead to rights. They, 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 they look done. And it's been a nice run here at the end and coincided perfectly with a Miami team that stopped playing that way. So congrats, Buffalo. Well done, and keep it going. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought Buffalo was making the playoffs when we had that show. <clears throat> At that point, oh, no, I said no, it. but you know why he's bringing this up? He's setting this up so that he can flip it around in a few minutes and talk about <clears throat> how he was right about Philly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, a this is not slander, by the way. I would have done the exact same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know, I, I think you might be onto something there, Samantha. I, I think you might. So let, let's let's get into uh, the meltdowns in the NFC East. Uh, you know, I tell you, what, we're going to start with Philly and have a nice little transition there. Thanks, Samantha. Uh, let, let's talk about Philly because I think the the Philly meltdown was a little bit more surprising because it was a full meltdown. I mean, I mean, they were cruising eleven games into the season, ten and one. Didn't look like anyone. They were they were right there. They, they were going to be the top seed in the NFC. weren't going to play wild card weekend, and then they just stopped. They just couldn't win. Like they stopped playing good football, and it was consistently bad football for what six weeks, Samantha. By the time we're done, I mean that to me was a little bit more surprising because it was such a long stint of bad football. I, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could say the weirdest part of it is that they were able to be that bad and still end up in the playoffs because that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit like, I mean, okay, let's take it back to um, the great Steelers meltdown. Um, the, you know, we, we all recall this on this show. We've, we've taken plenty of laps on this one. 
uh, when Arbia explained to us um, how the then Washington football team could beat the, the undefeated mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, who then went into a tailspin from which they never recover um, and embarrass themselves playing against the Browns that are blowout in the playoffs. It's similar situation, but like it started earlier with the Eagles. So it lasted even longer, and it was like just like the slow descent. So <laughs> just incredible. I mean, in in that way, I guess it's more surprising. I mean, it's sort of less surprising that they lost their game, right? Because Dallas still seems to be in like one piece mm-hmm. at the end of the regular season. Um, you know, I mean, I I know how we're, we're all going to label Dallas, and it's like, well, Mike McCarthy's a choker. You know, like their coaching staff didn't show up to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, in some ways worse than what happened with Philly, who had a lot of injuries, but like, I don't know. I just, well, I have a question for you guys. Is this the curse of Matt Patricia? Was that what happened here? Because when Matt Patricia took over defensive play calling duties, that was the beginning of the end, right? So is this the curse of Matt Patricia? I think that's valid. I think there, there's some, there's some credibility there because it happened right after he took over. Mm-hmm. Like he took over and then all of a sudden everything stopped. I think I think that the most poetic thing I saw was the tush push finally got stopped in that playoff loss. It finally didn't work. <laughs> right, because nothing worked at that point. Nothing. Worked. It was the last thing, right? It was the last. Probably it was, because of Matheson. It was the. It was, I don't know what happened to him when he left New England the first time. I don't know if he like walked into like through one of those fairy doors or something and like came back cursed or whatever because something really bad happened after he left New England the first time. And ever since then, he has been, like, a cox on everyone's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think there, Irby, how about you? I mean, I think there's something to that. Lions are winning post-Patricia. Mm. <laughs> right, but they didn't win while he And the Eagles will, too. The Eagles will, too. But not while he's there. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here on the Eagles collapse? I will. I Samantha said it best. I'm loving it. Like this was. <laughs> I got a car wash out of this, and this is <laughs> I pretty certain that after doing it to Pittsburgh a few years ago, and now Philly, I'm not welcome in the state of Pennsylvania anymore, and that's okay. I mean, if I got it, <laughs> I uh, so it wasn't that be the ultimate irony if. Your car wash was in Pennsylvania, and you could never. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, actually. <laughs> that would that that would that would be. I'm totally down. <laughs> oh, I got a bunch of car washes in Harrisburg. <laughs> Can you ever get to them? Nope, not allowed. No, it's I. I don't want to say this was shocking. I mean, it, it, you see, it, it all started. We, we talked about that before. It started back when that game against the 49ers and when they got absolutely run out of their own stadium. And the ship, you know, the tailspin, the ship, whatever you want to, whatever, you know, metaphor you want to use here, it, it all fell apart. And it could nobody, nobody on that coaching staff in that locker room, nobody could turn this around. No one, and, and the saddest thing is it's, it's, almost too easy to watch sometimes when you see these things happening on the sideline and it's the finger pointing uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's the simplest thing in the world. Like when you go to finger pointing in a first quarter game, like it's a bad, like, yeah. and, and, and I hate, you know, Bo, I'm sorry. I have to bring Dallas in here a little bit. I mean, we saw them at CD lamb at the opening drive yeah. the deck, and I'm like, bro, it's the opening drive. Like, uh-huh. And, and so Philly, it was that it was, 
it was too much finger pointing. It was, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just didn't feel real. And that, and, and that's, that's a weird thing to say when it comes to analytically looking at something, but I, I'm not a Hertz hater, but I'm not a big fan. I don't think he's as elite as, as we were told. And, and here's a, you know, another example. Of course, I also don't think any of these Alabama quarterbacks learn how to adjust. They just know how to do it one way. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Another story, another day. But, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, this was – I'm glad I stuck by and all that, and I didn't Jaguars my own prediction here. So, sorry, Philly. But, yeah, I mean, it's you've got some problems to clean up, and unfortunately they've got a lot of free agency and a lot of changes coming. And I – they will be back. Like there, there, there should be enough talent there. That is a division that is strangely all over the place. I mean, since I, I, I you have to assume they're going to be back because Dallas did end up winning the division. So, yeah, yeah. Dallas isn't going to win the division next year. So right. who's going to take it? I mean, that's that's the easiest prediction of this whole thing, too. <laughs> and it's got to be the Eagles, right? Because the Giants are going to be there, and, the, and Washington's not going to be there. So, yeah, it's just going to be Cowboys-Eagles flip-flopping the division for the next few years until Washington gets it together. So, all right. Well, Samantha, anything else you have on the Eagles before we get into the Cowboys? No. Oh, boy. All right. Well... Uh, right before we started uh, recording this week's show, reminder we record the show on Wednesday nights, so if anything breaks in between now and when you hear us, that's why. Uh, but this actually did break in time for us uh, this week. Uh, Mike McCarthy, unfortunately, Samantha is going to return as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I, For the life of me, I can't understand why. If you can't get your team ready for a playoff game, what are we doing here? I've given up. I'm not even going to try. There's no point. This is the person who should have been fired like six times over by Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. I'm not even a little bit surprised that he's not being fired now because like probably what happened was Jerry tried to get in touch with Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick went, oh my God, no. (laughs) And so he went, okay, well then we'll just stick with, you know, his because inexplicably he loves Mike McCarthy or Mike McCarthy has compromising photos of him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even understand why they hired him in the first place. I'm the person who's been trying to get this dude fired since the day after he got the job there. So I don't know. Don't come to me for answers. <laughs> just categorically. Uh, I mean, Irby, I mean, Dallas is like the, the, the king of, of paper champions, right? They always look, the roster looks good. The roster looks like it could compete for a Super Bowl. They get to January and they do what they did on Sunday. They're, they haven't been ready to play a playoff football game since Barry Switzer. I, Think about that. Well, yeah, and, and, and this is true. This is very true. And maybe even before Switzer, I don't know. Um, I. <laughs> This, this is, but this is Mike McCarthy. Your first, your last point there, about yeah, like boys and girls out there, as you're good, this, yeah, always take the Cowboys on a video game. Yes, especially if you set the injuries to zero. Like if you don't put injuries on there, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are great on video games, and 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 this bleeds into the Mike McCarthy stuff that we saw. I, it, it's, it's the point Samantha's making. This we saw this in Green Bay. Awesome, you won 12, 13, 14 regular season games. One and done in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
Like, or, or, or maybe not one and done, but you, you do get a home win against some crap team that didn't deserve to be there anyway. But the first time you play somebody legit, you lose. Every single time. Like, this is what McCarthy does. It, it, it's, there's too much of it. I mean, like, Rodgers and, and then the offense did well enough one season they were able to figure it out and get a Super Bowl win in there. But other than that, this is it. And it's that sad stat that we saw. You know, Dallas, the first team ever, 36 wins in a three-year period without reaching the championship game. 12-12-12-12. I mean, this is – you look at the uh, the down times of a little over a decade and a half ago, but what was it? Was it, a, was it five straight – or three straight years of five wins? Yep, three straight five and 11. 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5-11, 5-11, 5-11. You know, and there it was different because you're like, we don't see where the future is going. We, I wish we could be a little bit worse to get a little bit better draft pick. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of that, and it's the same thing here. It's like, okay, 12 wins. Hey, what do we say? whoop de crap Because <laughs> you don't do anything with it. <clears throat> you know, the, the number of wins, we get stuck on the wins. Look how many wins, how many wins. I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't do anything in the postseason. We saw this with baseball, what we just went through in August. Who here had the Rangers and the Diamondbacks playing in the World Series? Thank you. No one raised their hand. Exactly. You don't see it. We didn't see it. But those teams got healthy, and they got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Here we are again. Well, but Dallas, look what they did in this game, and look what they did here. With Who cares? Miami scored 70 points in a game. Who cares? It really doesn't matter. Unless you want it to If that's what is important to you. Fine, whatever. You can have that. If you want your team to be that of like, well, we're always on the highlight reels and we always get these really cool plays and, and our fantasy team does well. Awesome. If you want that, take it. Not interested. Mm-hmm. It's the I heard someone say this years ago, and I hate putting it on it, but it would just it's the Frank Beamer effect. Frank Beamer was a was a was a fantastic coach of Virginia Tech. But when he was there, you know what you knew? You knew you had at least eight wins a season. And in almost every case, you had double-digit wins. But you know what you never got? A chance at a title. Yep. So what do you want? Do you want that you want constantly of, well, we won 12 regular season games, and every other year we win the division? Is that what you – and then pat yourself on the back? You're the Minnesota Twins. Like, who cares? Yeah. No. You need to win when it matters. And, and <clears throat> if it's Dak, if it's McCarthy, whatever, I don't – I mean, it's the problem – I love when I'm hearing people saying Dak Dak like you guys are hitting the problem way too low on the on the totem. Mm-hmm. This starts at Jerry. And until Jerry stops pulling the triggers, pulling the strings, sorry, until Jerry stops pulling the strings, this is not going to happen. Yeah, Even the- if you let Jimmy into the Hall of Fame <laughs> ring of honor. Yeah, Samantha, this is actually how bad Mike McCarthy is. You actually it's not hard to forget that he won a Super Bowl. Like, you have to actively remind yourself, oh, God, this guy actually won a Super Bowl one year. That's how bad he is. I mean, did he, though, or did Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl? I mean, that's valid. He was on the sideline for a Super Bowl. I, mean, I don't like saying nice things about Aaron Rodgers, but we all know who was responsible. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, but the fact remains, that football team wasn't ready to play football. You could blame Dak. You can blame C.D. Lamb. You, you can... You could blame Micah Parsons for not rushing the passer on on some big third downs. Like you, you could do all kinds of stuff, but the fact remains that team wasn't ready to play football. 
And that is a coaching problem. And you just brought back the coach. Why the hell are you, are you are you expecting anything different? I know you you can't possibly expect the fans to have different expectations. We've seen this movie for the last thirty years. Like enough already. Isn't that the whole problem? That it, it's not just like this is not the first time this has happened. It happens every year. Every like, year. Like, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. The really tired quote, but in this case, I think it applies. It fits. Yeah. It fits. <laughs> it's actually cliche at this point, I think, <laughs> to say that quote. But it's true, though, here. Like, my God, change it up. I got, I got more pep out of Jimmy Johnson's halftime blowout speech that he would have given to the players, which I always find stupid when, when these, these guys do that. But that was more inspiring than anything I saw on the football field that day. And that tells you a lot about what's going on with the cow. There was no fire for a playoff game. If you need help, if you need help getting up for a playoff game, I don't know what you're doing. Because you don't have any business being in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels appropriate also to mention that Green Bay is not very good. Sorry, <laughs> Packers people, you guys made us anyway. So far. they're really yeah. not. So, they're not very good. Like, they didn't get beat by, like, an upstart Texan team. Right. Like, the Packers just aren't very good. They backdoored their way into the playoffs in a very mediocre conference. And, like, good for them. Like, I'll give them their flowers. They won the game. Right? But, like, Dallas basically didn't show up to that game. Mm -mm. Green Bay is not very good. Like, please stop classing them with the Texans. That's a whole other conversation. But (laughs) it doesn't really matter because we don't have any Packers in the showing they all seemed out like five years ago. But, I mean, like, it, it, you didn't lose to, like, the middle of the pack. You lost to the bottom of the heap. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't show up. Like, oh, hell. Oh, gosh. And stop blaming this on the players, man. Like, this stuff comes from the top. Yeah. It comes from the top. <sighs> <sighs> all right. Irby, anything else you want to add here? Well, and the most Dallas thing about this will be what will happen is, is Dan Quinn's going to get hired away, and he's going to figure it out his second time around as a head coach and be successful, because that is what that's what's that's how this plays out for Dallas. Uh-huh. You hang on to McCarthy a year too long, two years, three, three years too long. I don't know, four years too long, and you lose somebody that probably should have been the head coach, but whatever, whatever. I don't, I'm, Jerry, Jerry knows what he's doing. Yeah. 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 And that's, a, that's another movie we've seen before. That's how the Cowboys ended up with, um, man, I'm blanking now. Jason Garrett instead of Sean Payton. That's how right there. Jerry Jones. Yeah, the I was thinking you meant Campo Garrett for nine years. Yeah. No, I got that part. Because like there were several points during that run in which you could have had, the equivalent of Sean Payton there, and they just continually decided to retain Jason Gary. Mm-hmm. So it's the same problem. Yep. So we've got Maybe Jerry. You think Jerry's just a sucker for the plea, the word please? Please let me stay. Okay. Or for clapping? Why <laughs> not? <laughs> yeah. They just show up with a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, and Jerry's like, ah, I can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we we know that McCarthy is staying in Dallas. Let's talk about some of these other coaching vacancies. 
I, I guess you know, Samantha. The, the one question that I, that everyone seems to want to know this like this is this is just where we're at in the NFL is where is Belichick gonna go? Is Belichick gonna take a year off? You think? Is it gonna take a uh, year? Do a, I think he will. A gap year. <laughs> gap year. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I just really funny. <laughs> image of Belichick like backpacking around <laughs> Europe with that husky you know? yes pubs, you know seeing some art um, David I, Steiner. I, <laughs> I think that Belichick will take the year off if he can't find the perfect situation for him which basically means if somebody is not willing to give him the level of control that, that he is seeking. I, I think he would be content to take the year off and, and wait for that opportunity because guess what? Nobody's going to forget about Bill Belichick. It's not like some of these younger coaches where you kind of have to strike while the iron is hot because, you know, you're the hot ticket and who knows what will happen with you coordinator next year if your team is not as successful. Like, it's Bill Belichick, man. He can sit for a year and the interest will be just as strong a year from now. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think he necessarily feels like he needs a year off a lot, you know, like Sean Payton or whatever that was. Like, I just need a year to, you know, or uh, find myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it's at Cliff Kingsbury over there in the ashram in Thailand or whatever the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not Belichick. So I think it probably depends on the relationship with the owner and how much control he will have. Um, you know, we know the Falcons interviewed him since their, their Twitter account decided to put that out there. I just wouldn't. That was so weird, right? But, um, I mean, it would be funny if the Falcons hired him, but I'm not. I'm still not convinced. I think that's the best spot. Also, I think if I'm Belichick, I'm waiting to see if anybody else gets can. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're Bill Belichick, like, yes, we have a lot of questions about whether Bill Belichick is really a viable GM anymore. But you know what? He definitely still is a good coach. Mm-hmm. So if a team like, for example, the Eagles mm-hmm. decided to fire their head coach, you think Bill Belichick couldn't take the level of talent on that team and turn it right back into a contender again? And I'm, I'm not advocating for firing Sirianni at all. I think he's a good coach. Um, but if they were willing to do it, I mean, that's the job you take if you're Bill Belichick. I agree. Right? Yeah. So I think maybe he will wait if nothing else, at least to see what shakes out there. I mean, it's hilarious to think of him taking the Bills job, but I don't think that's going to happen. I can't imagine why. <laughs> that job wouldn't even be open. It would be the funniest thing in the entire world. <clears throat> yes, it would. He did. But I just don't see it happening. But, the, you know, there are some attractive jobs that, that could potentially come open that would be better than, say, the Falcons job, regardless of how much control you have there. Sure, the blank would give Belichick free reign. But, you know, I think, I think we're going to have to wait and see if there's any fallout from what happens with these postseason teams before we see Belichick commit to anything. Do you think it's uh, like, like the, obviously we've got you know, teams out there right now that have vacancies. And as you mentioned, there may be some that still just haven't fired their coach. Is, is it safe to assume you think that anyone that hires a coach before Belichick goes somewhere was told no by Belichick? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's not going to surprise me at all if like the Panthers go out and hire like whoever, you know, because like Bill Belichick does not want that job. Right. Like he's not even going to take an interview with you. So yeah, that, what that tells me, well, it tells me one of two things. Um, Either Belichick completely turned down the job or you didn't even bother because you are unwilling to give him any kind of control over personnel decisions. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, of these vacancies, you got the Falcons, you got the Panthers. 
the Raiders, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Titans, and the Commanders. Which of those do you think is the most appealing? Not for Bill Belichick, just Willie in general. Oh, God. <laughs> none, of, none of them. None of them. They all sound <laughs> terrible. I mean, I think for the right person, Seattle might yeah. not be a bad gig. Yeah. Um, I think it makes me wonder if, like, you know, Dan Quinn has been quietly turning down offers for years, and I wonder if he wants to go back to Seattle and take that gig. Um, so I wonder about that. But and, and that's probably the best job available. I mean, the Panthers is just unquestionably the worst job available, um, given the situation with the owner and the situation with the roster. Um, but, you know, not, none of them are great. Um you know, I think to get a better job, we would have to see a surprise opening with the Eagles or the Steelers or, or somebody like that. And the Falcons' job is not a horrible job. I, the rest of them, I don't know, man. Like, the Chargers' job is like, yeah, uh-huh, okay, Justin Herbert, sure. You'll be better than Brandon Staley, whoever you are, sure. I'm still not convinced, I think, that that's, like, a great gig. Mm-hmm. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts on on, on Belichick and coaches? <laughs> I <laughs> was loving y'all's back and forth there, the Belichick one. I, you know, <laughs> and that and the phrase that they're saying is, teams are going to interview Belichick. Like, no, Belichick's interviewing teams. And um, <laughs> I, I do wonder what yes. what is more yes. likely <laughs> if if he gets like the Atlanta job. Like, what is more likely that option A that you hear the announcement of? The Atlanta Falcons hire Bill Belichick and cut Desmond Riddler. What? Same day? Yeah. But they're not they're, – those are separate events. Or or B, if he just starts keeps calling Desmond Mac in the, in the quarterback room. Mac, Mac, my name's Desmond. No, you're Mac. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, have you seen The Devil Wears Prada? No, I have not. Okay, so okay, so just I don't know if we have any other do we have any female listeners. If we do, you know that she calls all of her assistants by the name of the last assistant. So like everyone is Emily, even if they're not Emily. Like um, this is gonna be all the bad quarterbacks for Belichick, right? Mac, 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 Mac. Mac. <laughs> Mac, you can't make that throw. Why does he keep calling me Mac? It's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I so Hey, give me that list again, Bo, of, of, of who's out there with the most attractive position. Sorry, I hit the mute button again. That's my bad. Uh, that list, no, you're good. You're that, good. That, that, that list again, uh, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Commanders, none of which are overly appealing. Just give me one that is kind of appealing. I so I agree with the, the comment about Seattle that, that with the fan base and, and what they've done in the past. Um, it's a tougher division, um, but you only have to compete with two teams, and one has an aging quarterback. So, yeah, that could be good. I, You know, Atlanta as well. Just the, you were talking about the Falcons there. You, you've already kind of got some some solid weapons in place, um, players that Arthur Smith apparently didn't know he had. 
Um, quarterback is the situation you're going to have to have fixed. <laughs> but but that is doable. So, I yeah, Atlanta, with where they're at, and it's partially that, but it's also because of that division. Like You don't have to win 12 games to win the division. Not Ten will do. <laughs> Ten wins gets you that division. So, yeah, I, that Atlanta job is not the worst. Um, and you also get to play the Panthers twice while they figure themselves out for the next four years. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it, it just depends on what you're looking for. Like, like if you want to come in and, and essentially be able to start from scratch, I mean, some of these are appealing. But God, if, if, like it's, it's, it's you just see teams here that have been there. They've hit rock bottom. They tried to come back out of it, and no one can seem to get it right. Washington comes to mind. Like that team, just no matter what they do, they can't get it right. Maybe with new ownership, they can. The Titans were dumb to fire Mike Vrabel. Let's be honest. That was that was that was the one that surprised me the most. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Like that was, I, and basically because they were mad yeah. that he sounded like a Patriots shill mm-hmm. when he was being honored by the Patriots. Like, God, you guys are stupid. Oh my gosh, terrible, terrible idea. I, Mike Grable. Outside of Belichick, probably the best coaching candidate that's out there is going to get a very good gig. It honestly, I'm not mad that he's like well shot at the Titans. I just feel bad for Derek Henry. I mean, their owner, the owner is nuts. She's nuts. Like I, she did you hear her comments about this? Like this woman is just not in touch with reality. It's just, <laughs> it's just really out there. Like even for NFL owners out there, like so somebody is going to be very very happy who gets a hold of Mike Frable and poor Derek Henry is. Oh going to be like a hostage there but mm-hmm. yeah i mean just ridiculous well okay but sorry you couldn't make brian Tannehill work like because anyone has ever been able to make brian Tannehill work like you can't blame the coach for that <laughs> you really can't isn't, isn't henry a free agent i thought he was getting out or they expected that to be trade I, I mean i thought that was going to be a trade but i don't know i could be wrong about that don't quote me on that i thought there was one more year but I could be wrong about that. I mean, if not, I mean, doesn't he just follow Mike Vrabel? That's what I would do if I were Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Take me with you. Take me with you. I'm going to Carolina. Never mind. <laughs> that You're right. There is one exception to this. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> All right. Um I, I, one more thing I want to touch on here before we get into the time capsule. Uh, Antonio Pierce, Samantha, did, did he earn to have the interim tag removed? Did he earn that? Did he earn the head coaching job? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, owners hate retaining interim coaches because it's a reminder of failure. It just pretty much never happens. That right. would be. And, and this is, I mean, sorry to Antonio Pierce. I, I hope he gets an opportunity somewhere else. He did a really nice job, but past precedent says that you're not keeping that job. It would be very, very surprising to me if he did. And that is not a knock on him. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But did he earn it? Like, I, in, in, oh, sure. In, in, absolutely the, in the right world. It. it just isn't going to matter. Yeah. So I, I, I hear you. I, and absolutely agree with you on that. Like, I don't think there's any chance that he's retained by the Raiders. But I think he earned it. Irby, how about you? What, I agree. What, what do you think about Antonio Pierce? Oh, yeah. I'm in the same boat. He absolutely earned it. But, yeah, sadly, to submit this point, that's a totally different conversation of will he get it or not. But earn it, yes. And 
I I know a lot of those players too would love to have him back, and here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if they don't, if they go somewhere else, I mean, he should at least be a candidate for some of these other positions that are out there. Because I was pretty impressed with the, what they did once Antonio Pierce took over. It's like the, like that locker room had new life and they started playing better. Amazing. Get the right, you're right. Get the right guy with a headset. Who knows what can happen? But yep, I agree. I agree. They're gonna. They're they're not gonna do it because it's just not done. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But it is what it is. Okay. All right. And anything else here on the coaches, Samantha? Before we get into the time capsule. Nope. No. 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 Irby. How about you? I I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I have not been fired yet. No. No, 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 no. And I don't have the interim tag anymore. We're all good. Everybody's good. All right. So let's get back into the time capsule here. Uh, fresh reminder, because uh, it has been a while. Um, we, we are looking at years between 1980 and 2010. We're going to highlight uh, a significant sports achievement. And we're going to talk about the pop culture of that year. Now, Samantha has had this time capsule in her back pocket for the last month. I can't wait, Irby, to hear uh, what, what what she has for us now because you know, Samantha's one of those. Like, you, you give her a day, she could plan to overthrow your government. You give her a month, she'll annihilate you. So here we go. Oh, thank you. See, this is a kind of weird compliment that I like. <laughs> feel good about that. I, I might come and overthrow your government. I might come and overthrow Mike McCarthy. Just kidding. I don't want to coach the Cowboys either. Um, <laughs> Hold on, no, that's beyond, no, you can overthrow government, so you can't get Mike McCarthy fired. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'm not a miracle worker, you guys, I can't yeah. talk sense into Jerry Jones, like, there are, there's a limit to my powers, yeah. like, please. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, well, guys, uh, as Bo mentioned, I, I did plan this a month ago, however, um, I did... I did sort of change the focus of it a little bit because something happened um, over this past month uh, that happens to fit really nicely with this. So the year we're going back to, cannot believe you guys that this one was still sitting there waiting for me. I was so excited when I saw it. It hadn't been done yet. And this is a wild year because a lot happened this year. It was the dawn of a new millennium. We oh. had hanging chads in an election scandal. We had a what was supposedly a very real threat that all of our computers were going to kill us at the stroke <laughs> of midnight as soon as the year started. And, you know, ultimately, neither one of those things really ended up mattering all that much. But what did and what is, I think, in some ways, if you're a sports person like us, like all of you out there, perhaps more significant in the year 2000. A gentleman who was previously best known for an ineffective stint as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns before they left town, became the Baltimore Ravens and didn't give him the forwarding address, decided to take a job in this year with the New York Jets as a head coach. And then one day later, he said, you know what? This seems like a bad idea. Just kidding. <laughs> and then he became the head coach of the New England Patriots. Oh, man. Where he stayed and built the most successful dynasty that the NFL has ever seen until a week ago. So, <laughs> Bill Belichick, in case you've been living under a rock for the last 24 years, 
is the man I am speaking about now. <laughs> the beginning and the end of the dynasty, so it is only fitting that we talk about the year 2000 this week, which was the beginning of Bill cementing his legacy as, in my opinion, the greatest coach, perhaps also the greatest GM that the NFL has ever seen. But lots of other fun stuff happened this year, more fun than hanging chests, more fun than exploding murder computers. Um, and one of them was, and this is the thing I was going to go with, so wondering if you guys can tell me who played in the World Series this year, because this was a, a significant World Series from a historical perspective. So who was it, and what was significant about it? So that was the Yankees and Mets. It sure was. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was significant because it was, I guess, the Subway Series. Is that what made it significant or something else? Yes, no, you're exactly right, because it's the first Subway first Series. First Subway Series, right. So it's the first true Subway Series, and also the first Crosstown Series that in New York since 56, which right. was, of course, the Yankees over the Brooklyn Dodgers, which mm -hmm. is, of course, the Don Larson perfect game mm -hmm. in Game 5. Um, how about the Super Bowl this year, the Super Bowl 34? Was that the – okay, that was Ravens over Giants, right? It was not. No. Mm. 2000. Oh, hang on. That's the 1999 oh. season. Yeah, it would be the 1999 <clears throat> football. Season. No, this is the – is this the greatest greatest show on Yes. Earth? Yeah, yeah, there you um, go. Sure was. Beating Tennessee. Rams-Titans. St. Louis Rams. Yes. Beat the Tennessee Titans. By a yard. And that was the, yeah. What, what was his name? Yep. The greatest show on turf. Who was the MVP? Was the Kurt old Warner? man. Oh, Kurt, Kurt yeah. Warner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Also, the, the architect of the Music City Miracle um, on the other side of that, uh, Titans, who obviously their luck ran out after that, but it's a, another big one. Uh, Music City Miracle. The Titans over the Bills. <laughs> God, that was that. That was twenty four years. Wow, I know, man. Because I, I, I can see that play like it was yesterday. I know it's so <laughs> weird how some of them stick and some of them don't. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. And I'm sorry, mm. Wade Phillips. It was a legal lateral, dude. Yes, watch the film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like he still sorry, says buddy. it wasn't. Like it clearly was. It was a legal lateral, dude. Watch the film. Yeah. All right, anybody, NBA champs, NBA finals that year? Uh, that was the Lakers. Who'd they beat? Um, yep. It's pretty chalky. So it, wasn't, it wasn't the Pistons, was it? No. No, the other one. The other one? The Celtics? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the Celtics. Is that, was that, that wasn't Iverson and in the, in, in, in the Sixers, was it? No. 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 Who did the Lakers oh. beat that year? Um, no, there was uh, the Pacers. They got yes. in one year. There it is. Yes. Okay. They finally snuck, or no, I guess they snuck in 12. But yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Who was the MVP? Oh, Lord. That's going to be... Oh. Shaq was still there, so it's either Shaq or yes. Kobe. It's yeah. Shaq. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, indeed. Can we, can we start doing that? Can we start, instead of having a league MVP, like if there's not a real true MVP of a championship round, just make the league MVP the MVP of that series? Can we do that? I mean, yeah, or the playoff MVP or whatever. Like, just when, like we want to go through this whole process and then we get Malcolm Butler at the end of it. Yeah, um, why not? 
like, but I was still more entertained by Michael Jordan. So, uh, <laughs> the narrative award, right? How many times have we said that on the show? It is. Um, it is. All right. So, how about? No, I don't care about hockey. I'm skipping hockey. Sorry, everyone. I don't care. That was a bad um, year for us, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were on the wrong end of that. So we're just going to Las Vegas with that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Jersey. How about? College basketball. Who won March Madness that year? Lord, two thousand. I feel like it's, I, feel, I, I feel like it's one of those. I feel like it's one of those chalk teams like Kansas. It's not Kansas, but yes, it is kind of a chalk team. <sighs> kind of. North Carolina. Big Ten. Big Ten. Go the other way. Oh, uh, Michigan State. There you go. And yeah. who they beat? They beat. Uh, Donovan, Billy Donovan's Florida Gators. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, how, is that, how is that possible? You said Billy Donovan, I immediately knew Florida Gators. I don't know college basketball that well, but I immediately yeah, knew no, Florida I Gators. I have the exact same thing. I, For whatever reason, Billy Donovan is one of those people who sticks in my head, even though I'm not that much of a college basketball aficionado. <laughs> well, that's the same thing. <laughs> I, I remember enough about that. That theory or that Final Four and that, that Michigan State game, that was Mateen Cleaves. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because of his name. <laughs> Mateen Cleaves. Your name is what? All right, cool. <laughs> I've literally never heard of this person. Um, yeah, no clue. Um, don't come to me for college football information. Or co- I'm sorry, college basketball <laughs> information. Probably don't come to me for college football information either, actually. But definitely don't come to me for college basketball information. Speaking of college football, although this one I could have told you, who won the NCAA championship this year? Keep in mind, again, that this would be the 1999 college season for a bowl game being played in 2000. So the Sugar Bowl for the 99 season. That was BCS, right? Uh, yeah, this is BCS era. Yes. Uh, it's too early for USC, right? Is it the one that we kept out this year? <laughs> yep. Florida State? <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> and who yeah. did they beat? Uh... Florida State that day beat. Um, stay on the East Coast. Stay. Go up a travel up a few states. A bit north, not too far north. A few states north, like four states north. One, two, three. Four. Oh, it was the one I was hating on earlier. Uh, Virginia Tech. Yep, 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 yep. Virginia Tech. Tech. Oh. Yep. Oh God, I forgot. I forgot Virginia Tech at one point was good at football. I forgot about that. Well, no, they were always good. They were just never great, <clears throat> and they still weren't this year because they lost forty-six to twenty-nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into the music and the movies, there are a few more things, somewhat music-related. This was also the year that Metallica sued Napster, putting an end to the majority Aww. of people. Stealing their music instead of buying it. No, we had Lime so. Wire after that. Yeah, but this was the beginning of the end. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Went downhill after that. Uh, also, the year that the first splashdown home run was hit in San Francisco. Anybody oh. want to take a gander at who hit it? 
Oh, is it as easy as Barry Bonds? Bonds? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's so much more fun than like Greg Maddox. (laughs) Yes. Super weird. Uh, This is also the year that the Nintendo GameCube was released. A not particularly beloved gaming system, but one that I personally was quite fond of. In fact, I still have mine. Do you? Um, I wish I had mine. I should do. And it still works. Um, there was an Olympics this year. Irby, would you like to tell us where it took place? I like how she immediately goes to you because there ain't no way in hell I know. We're in we're in <laughs> Sydney. Yes, yes, very good, very good. And this is also the year in November when the first crew reached the International Space Station. That always has dumbfounded me because I, I I have so many memories of the space station. I thought it was older. I did too. Like, I thought that was around when we were, like, really little kids, and it turns yeah. out it wasn't. Um, n- not sure why I think that. Apparently, we both think that. We do. But yeah. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, I-, I was surprised when I saw that. Started this Friday. You can go see the ISS movie that comes out. I, just, just, I was like, isn't there a movie out about this Yeah, now? well done. <laughs> not big on space movies. Is it IMAX? Not Star Wars. But <laughs> I'll go see if it's IMAX. Let me get IMAX. I, well, yeah, if it's coming out this weekend, I'm sure it will be IMAX. You know, that's one thing I have to do. I haven't done that yet. I got to find my movie theater in this new town I live in. I got to do that. Maybe I'll do it with this movie. Boom. All right. Well, speaking of movies, would, would you gentlemen like to start with movies or would you like to start with music? Uh, I, I think we're always better off starting with movies, but Irby, I will defer yeah. to you. I just oh, wanted fine. to be. Wanted to give you the option, but yes, I, I, I do I, think it is best to begin with movies. <laughs> I, and you know what? I do think it's nice to give that option every week. You never know. Maybe somebody would like to one day start with music. Yeah, you never know. You, you we've got, we've got a number of years left in this. You never know. <clears throat> you never so, know. All right, guys. Year 2000. Movie. Oh, God. Year 2000. What do you got for me? Oh! Very good. That is number three. Dang it! <laughs> Gosh, 2000. I was feeling really good about my jar of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was three? Jeez. Alright, 2000. All right. Is this too early for a pirate? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's too early for a pirate. Uh, for a pirate. <laughs> Is there a Toy Story in here? Uh, No. No. Not. I believe we are between <clears throat> Toy Stories here. Yeah, this is back when they only had one studio, so it was coming out every two years, not every mm-hmm. year. Um. Okay. Two thousand. So I think that it, 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 is. Is it too early for a oh, Santa Claus? It's well, we're between Santa Clauses. One one would be out. Two is probably out. Three is not out yet. Okay. All right. This is. Probably not a big money maker, but I hope I can at least make the top ten. But uh, that was also the year of Aaron Brockovich. It was very good. That's number ten. Hey, it was top ten. There we wow, go. Wow, just good just, job. Just my well, luck. I remember. I remember it because that was a big head to head in the Oscars. Gladiator and Brockovich. Um, just my luck. You know, I get the time cat. We get the time castle back, and right off the bat, Irby has gone from getting the top, getting to twenty to thirty. Now he's in the top ten, just in time for me I to know, be right? playing. That's, <laughs> that's just my luck. Okay. Um, 
All right. Well, are you gonna are you gonna get there ahead of him or? I'm, or try, I'm trying. Are you gonna take over, cement yourself as the new champion of the part that you actually should be a champion of. <laughs> I really should be. I, I don't know why I'm struggling with two thousand movies. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Gladiator. What else was up besides Gladiator that year? Well, this is okay. So this is post Twister. So we're 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 beginning that stretch of disaster movies. Uh, we do have one disaster movie. Technically, this is a disaster movie. Yeah, although it's no, I don't know if I would call it a disaster movie. It's a man versus nature movie. Okay, it's not a kind of that. Uh, Ooh, good guess. Not the one I was thinking of, but that is number seventeen. Hmm. Um, it was released on December twenty second. Wow, it is number seventeen. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh, good Christmas movie. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, okay, <laughs> man versus nature. Man versus nature. Like this men, was a disaster. Wait, men for the people involved, but it, yeah. it's a small number of people. Small number of um, the perfect storm. Yeah, there you go. That's yep. number four. Good job. Ooh. Okay. All right, now give me some action movies. Give me some Three comic book movies. Give me a horror comedy. Give me a horror suspense movie. Com- some kid com- stuff. Hold on, comic book. Okay, maybe this is, obviously this is way before. This is before the Marvel run, so we're still deep. No, no. 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 This is the other one. This Marvel. is the X-Men. This is yeah. the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's the first one, X Men. Wow. Wow. First X Men. Okay. Um, okay. Where was, was that top 10 or no? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. That's number six. Number six. Okay. Okay. How many? So I am still looking for number one, number two, number five, yeah. and number seven, eight, and nine. What about Patch Adams? Mm. I did not see that anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Is that the comedy we're hoping? Um, I was. I was that, that was the first comedy that came to my mind was Patch Adams. <gasps> but this is, yeah. This is <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Another point. It's very sad. If um, <laughs> this, this is in the height of the Ben Stiller movies. Like, yes, there is a Ben Stiller movie. It's not. There's something about Mary that would have already come out. Yeah. What no, did he that's, do right after that? Um, it's not heavyweights. No, no. Think, think more like Meet the Parents. Yeah, or, stop, uh, stop, stop. Oh, it's Meet the oh, Parents. Yeah, Meet the Parents. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> number five. Wow. Dang it. This is on that one, too. <laughs> was there a ter- um, There wasn't a Terminator movie this year, was there? No. No. I'm trying to remember what Rise of the Machines happened. That was more like 03, I think. Okay. All right, so I'm, okay. I'm trying to focus on one, two here. Golly. Yeah, so what I'm looking for here is I'm looking for two kids' movies. Okay. I'm looking for an action movie. I'm looking for a horror comedy, and I'm looking for a supernatural suspense. A horror comedy? Oh, like the spoof movie. Yes. 
Um, scary movie. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. very good. That's number seven. Okay. Okay. I'm on the board. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay, so if scary movie came out, then that's going to be in between the screams. So that's not in there. Um, well, that was our. Oh, well, we only had the one horror. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're All right, couple so, kids movies and over East action movies. I need an action movie, two kids movies, and a suspense. Is this one of the um, um, horror oh, movie, yeah. supernatural suspense? I've only seen one of these four, so. Uh, okay, action stars. This isn't. Is this the Mummy? No. No, not action adventure, just action. Is this one of the Fast and Furious? No. No. But it no, is that, was, a, that came out the next year. It was the next year? It's a sequel. Yeah. Okay. What was the. It's a sequel. Action movie that's a sequel. Did they. Is it Bad Boys? No, it's not, it's not Bad Boys 2. Oh, oh, no, that's over there. Um, it has, the other this has the, like 100 uh, sequels. Uh, oh, okay. The Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible 2. That's number two. two. Yeah. Wow. Number two. Dang it. <laughs> what the hell was number one in 2000? Guys, I need two kids movies and a suspense, supernatural suspense movie. Kids, kids animated? Um, One of them is animated. The other one is not. It's not Monsters, Inc., is it? No. No, we weren't in the, no, we don't Pixar. No, one one Disney and one not, is I don't know. One is Disney. It's not a popular Disney. I've never seen it. <laughs> it, was, it was clearly popular that year. <laughs> well, it was number nine, so well, at least it wasn't number one. Yeah, no, the I, one that's so, number one I've never seen, although it it looks terrible to me. Um, I know you've seen this. Or we've talked about this movie before. A kids' movie. It's a holiday live movie. action holiday. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There you go. There you go. Jar of dirt for yep. you. Two hundred and fifty-three yep. million dollars. I got a jar of dirt. Angus was excited. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It's All best, right. Best wow. sound I ever found right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Numbers eight and nine. Um, God, what's okay. the Disney movie? Um, <laughs> it's Bible a one 30. word title. <laughs> oh. Fantasia 2000. Then they re release it? That's two words. Uh, <laughs> no, but. <laughs> God. I... It's the name of an animal. Like, the animal is dead. It has been dead for a really long time. Like I can, I can think of a movie that really wasn't all no. that great, but I can't think of the time. Um, yes, uh, is it singular? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dinosaur. There you go. Yes. Wow. Nine. That was the okay. It's not great. It was fine back then, but Disney tried too hard. Wow, that was in the top ten. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. guess just because the Disney name. Yes. 
Yeah. All right. Now I'm just looking for number eight. This is a supernatural suspense movie. <sighs> Do you need a hint? Do any of you think you can actually get this? I've never is seen one this. of the M Night Shyamalan. No, it's not. Okay. I don't know. I, I, it's around that time that uh, Schwarzenegger did a couple of these. Um, it is not a Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. Let's see. Supernatural <laughs> suspense. <laughs> it was a good guess because he did do a couple of those movies around this time. Um, I have no recollection of him ever doing a supernatural suspense movie, but okay, uh, if you say so. Um, yeah, you had the sixth day, and you had something else, but that's that's clearly not this year. Um, what? Oh, um, the one with Keanu Reeves, Constantine. No, that's a comic book movie. Oh yeah, technically it's it is supernatural. It's still a comic, it's a book, comic movie. book movie. <laughs> All no. comic books are supernatural. It is a comic book movie. True. No, you cannot class that as supernatural suspense. It is a comic book movie. Um, <sighs> supernatural I'm suspense. I'm 2000 supernatural suspense. Would you guys like to know who was in it? Would that help you? It might. It won't hurt. Okay. <laughs> so this movie starred Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. I know this movie. Good. Get it. I don't know the name of it, but I know the movie. <laughs> yeah, I would never have gotten this. I've never seen this. Like, I've heard of it. I definitely recognize the title, but I don't really know what it's about. I remember the movie poster where it looks like someone's sinking into a bathtub, I think. Um, anybody? Nobody? Do I just have to give you guys this? I think you got to give no. it to us. Yeah, I can't. Right. I, I know the movie, but I can't think of the, the title. It's called What Lies Beneath. Oh, oh. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys did not bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, other movies of note from this year. Honorable mentions at number 12, the remake of Charlie's Angels. Uh, at number 15, <laughs> Remember the Titans. Number 16, The Patriots. Number 17, Castaway, as we mentioned before, for the record, I've seen none of those. Um, number 19, Gone at 60 Seconds. Haven't seen that either. Ooh. Number 23, well, you brought this up, Scream 3. Mm-hmm. Number 30, Bring It On. Number 34, a movie I'm <laughs> extraordinarily fond of, even though it's a very bad movie, Coyote Ugly. Uh. <laughs> number 38, American Beauty, although this was released in 1999. Uh, number 53, Miss Congeniality. Mm. Number 75, another bad movie that I'm fond of, Skulls. And number 81, a good movie that I am fond of, Almost Famous. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that movie. You hate Almost Famous? Yes, so much. So you have much. the worst taste in movies. That is not <laughs> true. <laughs> <Put> that <out. laughs> Carrie would agree with you. Uh, but... <laughs> But no, uh-uh. He's seen every movie in the world, and he somehow picks out things that like everyone likes that are like universally considered to be like good examples of whatever they are, and he's like, I hate this. She's like, I hate Harry Potter. I hate 10 things I hate about you. I hate Almost Famous, but I love Major League 3. Hey, don't be talking on Major League 3 back to the minors, okay? That is, that is a, a, a very fine piece of cinematic history. 
Listen, as somebody who likes a lot of bad movies, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. I am pointing out the irony of you thinking that is a good film and then ragging on all these movies that are like universally beloved. <laughs> Princess Bride, he also hates Princess Bride. Um, it's true. It's true, I do. Ridiculous. Well, speaking of things everybody hates, <laughs> oh, no. would the two of you Texas Rangers fans like to tell me what was number 11 and number 36? On the song chart this year. Before we get to the top ten. Okay, so... Oh, uh, it wasn't number one? Dang it. It was <laughs> not even in the top ten. Because even in 2000, our taste was not that bad. As right. I'm going to assume higher was number 11. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 37, let's see. 36. Yeah. 36. yeah, the other one. What the hell did they release? Really... wide open. Uh, yes, the yeah. was wide open. Right, yeah. yep. Okay. All right, now, who wants to take a shot at the top ten? Oh, Lord. Okay, uh, any of the movies give us a hint? Nope. <laughs> like, I was doing that in my head, I was like, do these movies not really? Uh, no. I don't think any of these, yeah, none of the top ten match with any of the movies. Ugh. That's fun. Okay. Well. Hmm. Superman. That's a movie. It's also a song. <laughs> it's a song, too. Um, was that... Wait, who sings that? Is that Three Doors Down? No, that's... Um, damn, who sang that? It may have been... No. There's like three bands and they're all the same band to me. And one of them is Three Doors Down. And one of them is the one that sings Superman. Um the Three Doors Down sang Kryptonite. Did that come they, out this year? They did, and it did, but it's number 15. Oh. 15 doesn't do me good. I got to be in the 20s or the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I know you can do it. I have a couple marked down from the 20s, and I got 10 of these for the top 10 that I need from you. So. All right. Um, I believe in you. You can do it. There's a hint well, in there. Let's, there's, there's a hint in that comment. I, I could tell by your tone. I believe in you. Okay. Oh, actually, there wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did say that. Like there was a hint of it in that. Um, you did. <laughs> well, go so, uh, Yeah. I just, but I want to know what you think. So. Think of this time. Okay. I'm, Amazing. This is like as I'm as I'm leaving high school. Stop it! That was a hint. Um, what's her name? Lone Star, Amazed. Yes, very good. That's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, InSync would have come out with something, wouldn't they? 2000? They did, um, but they're not in the top ten. Uh, we have Bye 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 at number 21, and it's going to be me at number 27. All right, I'll take 21 and 27. There we go. So that's right in your wheelhouse, RB. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't this also the year um, Santana came yes. out with the CD? There you go. There you go. Give me so those. That would have been Give smooth. Me those. I need a couple of them. Yeah. Smooth. And Maria two. Maria. Very good. That's number three. Good job. Two and three? Yeah. Good job. Hey. I'm sorry. I know hey. you wanted it to be one. Hey, you so, know what? Two and three is double podium. What about? Okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah. What about Backstreet Boys? Because they arrived a little bit before NSYNC. Uh, no Backstreet Boys. Interesting. I don't think they released anything this year. Hmm. Uh, Britney Spears? Uh, yes, but not in the top ten. I, I have, oops, I did it again at number 55. 
Wasn't this uh, Nelly's first one? Country Grammar, yes, but that oh, was number twenty nine. Sorry, uh, that was where twenty nine. You guys are getting all my honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Ah, uh, no, no, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> no, but um, Destiny's Child would have still been together. Yeah, how about one of those? Give me one of those. I got one of those in the top ten. Uh, say my name. Is that too late? For yeah. That? Good job. There you go. There you go. Okay. Did they only have one in the top ten? They did, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I mean, you guys have wiped out all my honorable mentions except three. Okay. <laughs> 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 Well, at least we all have a similar taste of music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. oh my gosh. Okay. Come on, guys. Please, please, no Rascal Flats in there, right? It's too early. Too early. Okay. But is there some Tim McGraw? Ah, uh, no, Four. but you might want to think around that. There you go. Uh, Faith Hill. That would be breathe. Yeah. Kirby, come get your second jar of dirt. Whoa! Wow, wow that's I got the number one. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> <laughs> might have to share that Faith second Hill. one with Bo, though, because he gave you the artist. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Charles. Definitely would have been here a while. <laughs> All right, guys. Number four, number uh, five, number seven, number nine, number ten. What uh, do you got for me? Lord. Um, okay, so go back to the – we, we talked about you were saying Superman, and we, we hit three doors down, other groups like that. Um, Matchbox 20. Yeah, yeah. Go with that. Got okay. Um, um – Hang on, Matchbox Twenty. That's um, what would that be? Um, bent. Bent. Yeah. Yes. Very good. There Number go. nine. Yeah. Okay. So let's blink one eighty two. Or is it still too early for? A lit. Well, they exist at this point. Although I don't think <laughs> they're charting at this point. Okay. I am looking for one. Two, three ballads and one um, CBS soundtrack pop song. I, I have a funny story about this. Um, it's, it's not the saxophone player from this song. Not, no, not, no, it's not <laughs> techno. It's pop. Um, I don't know if this is a good hint because I don't know if I've ever told either of you this story because it's not a very good story. But um, I did once win $45 playing slot machines in Atlantic City with the saxophone player from this band. Wow, a saxophone player still around in 2000. That's. I mean, what you, that's an 80s pop instrument in 2000. Interesting. Um. Ooh. Who could that be? I won't be able to guess. My brain overloaded with the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a good story. 
<laughs> he was there playing with another band. He spent most of his time talking about his DUI. Of anyway. course. <laughs> I did get $45 out of it, though, so I worked out okay. Um, mm, okay. So bands that could conceivably still have a saxophone player in 2000. <laughs> I don't know why Roxette keeps coming to mind, but there's no way they were still around by then. Um, no, no, different kind of pop. Um Based on everything you said, Detroit's own M&M's not in there. Uh, no, there goes another uh, honorable mention, though, at number 51, the real Slim Shady. Uh, <laughs> wow, so that was the big... Shut up, I got two jars of dirt. You do some work. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, that is fair. You're just taking all of her honorable mentions, though. Come on. It's quite rude. Come on, guys. Like, I want to know if you guys can get these. <sighs> I'm so focused on this weird saxophone player in 2000. I can't get out of that. Who the hell is that? (laughs) Okay. All right. How about the ballads? Are they alternative? Are they rock? They grunge? What are they? Uh, Two R&B and one pop. All right. Two R&B and one pop. One of these is an artist that we have, like, historically had issues with on here. <laughs> so we're dead creed. Shows up a lot in the night. No, I don't mean, like, had issues with as in, like, <laughs> personal problems. I mean had issues with as in we could not come up with this person or the song, and yet this person, she, showed up a lot on the 90s, late 90s charts. And here she is again. Is this Lee Dion? No. We, uh, no, I said someone we I can't I get. We can handle. Yeah, we always got. We get always got Yeah, we always got Tony Braxton. Yes, there you go. There you go. That's number ten. Bo, oh, good job. All right. God. Do you know what song it was? Not a not a clue. Uh. Right. <laughs> so he wasn't man enough, and I am unclear on whether I've actually ever heard this song. I'm sure, I have, but it's... I think I have, but not not enough to have it in my memory bank. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, that was that was where. Ten. Ten? Okay. So I'm looking for four or five. higher than that now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for four, five, and seven. I need an R&B ballad. I need a pop ballad. And I need the saxophone guy. Okay. I'm fascinated by saxophone guy. Um, (laughs) Okay. R&B. It's not... I want to know more about the pop. Is it TLC? Yeah. Is it a group? Or an yes. individual? It is a group. A group. It is not an R&B group. It is a pop group. Is it not one of these... Bo- no, it's not one. no, not technically a boy band. No, but about as cheesy, maybe cheesier. Definitely cheesy. Not. I'm not a fan of this band. Like, not even in an ironic way. I, I kind of think they're terrible. Um They've had a number of songs like this. You could probably still hear it at a CVS. <laughs> probably someone picked this as their wedding song. I'm probably judging you for that if it was you. <laughs> and we just lost another Packers fan. 
<laughs> this band also sang Ooh. a song about cherry cola. Oh man, I can't believe that didn't give it away. You guys. Cherry cola. Totally blanking on. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, damn it. I know this song, but what the hell is it called? It's not that song, but it is that band. Oh. <laughs> well, that's not helpful. What? Sorry, I'm striking out. Sugar Ray? <laughs> that sounds like a Sugar Ray song. Not, not Sugar Ray. No, it's a group. I hope that's not um, the jazz band. <laughs> also not Sugar Ray. <laughs> also not a jazz band. <laughs> you guys. I mean, the saxophone. I want to know if you guys can get these. The saxophone screams jazz band. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys, I want to know if you can get these. <laughs> Uh, Irby, I'm blanking. I, I got nothing. Uh, no, it's I. And now I'm blanking on it. Um, it's the R&B singer Joe. Yes, thank you. Joe, Finally, I want to know. Thank you. Number four. I will cross that off. Finally. Okay. So, uh, Irby, I knew I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I just I, gave it to you. I know. I don't know Come the on. name of the group. <laughs> the song Savage is Garden. Oh, oh my oh, God. Wow. Savage Garden. Wow. That's okay, number seven. That. And we are left. I thought they were the earlier not than jazz, that. jazz bands. <laughs> Hang on. Was it Savage not Garden? Not a jazz that, band. Was it Savage Garden Did that had the, had the saxophone player? I don't remember, I don't remember no. a saxophone player in the No, no, South, no, but... they were. <laughs> no, come on. That was Garden, I... that's your pop, or at least they thought they were yes. pop, right? Yes, that was your pop ballad. Yeah. Oh, they were... okay. no. Come on now, I've given you everything you wanted, so give me the name of this band. <laughs> <laughs> I got it now. There you go. <laughs> tell them, everything tell you want. My <laughs> vertical horizon. I feel like I was an animal and I was dying and I was like bleeding from every limb. Oh. You finally shot me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. In my defense, that song has been purged from my memory because of a, like very bad memories of it. Well, so go to CBS. <laughs> you lose the forty-five dollars that I won in Atlantic City. <laughs> No, I'm not going to get into it. All, all I'm going to say is I purged that song from my memory and I had my reasons. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, <laughs> since you wiped out all my honorable mentions <laughs> and I only have three left. Oh, no, I have four. I have four left. So at number 14, the thong song by Cisco. Of course. Ooh, glad I missed number, that. Number 38, Come On Over by Christina Aguilera. Hmm. Number 47, My Love Is Your Love by Whitney Houston. And at number 73, Forgot About Drake. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny about this? Two of those opera mentions I was going to say, but I thought they were too early <laughs> for 2000. 
So it could have been worse. I could we, we could have taken all of your honorable mentions. Did you think Thong Song was earlier? No, no. I thought I thought oh, I did. I uh, thought Thong Song was like a year earlier. No, I, I thought Christina Aguilera was earlier, and I thought Whitney Houston was earlier. I, th- I, I didn't. I thought about. It, I was like, no, they, that's that's two thousands too late for them. Um, uh, yeah, I thought this particular Christina Aguilera song was earlier too, so that surprised me as well. The Whitney Houston one, I knew because we went through a phase. Um, where we thought we we decided we were going to be pop stars because we were watching that stupid MTV show that P Diddy made, or I guess he would have been Puff Daddy at that point about who wants to be a pop star, and we would sing <laughs> this Whitney Houston song in the stairwell because it was loud, and just imagine five girls who cannot carry a tune trying to sing a Whitney Houston song at top volume in a stairwell. Like I, I'm so sorry to all of my neighbors. I deeply apologize to you. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so a little rough there, a little rough, but we have been off for a month, and you guys and you guys got the job done, so good job. You got the job done. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> or we got some jars of dirt, and then I told you the title to most of the songs. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. Uh, I'm just glad my radar finally picked up. I was like, that was a weird sentence. She just said, oh, because she just gave you the name. <laughs> That's why it was a start subtle yeah. and then become more obvious as I become more desperate to end the yes. show because you know I was like, oh my gosh, like it's like Michael Scott. Yes, I have been hunting. Shot the deer in the leg. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good time to capsule, or maybe not good. Interesting time capsule. That was two thousand. Uh, the year 2000. We're sorry, Bill Bobchak. We're sorry. <laughs> we made a mess of your year. Oh, boy. All right, well, uh, great uh, great uh, timecast with Smith at the year 2000. Was fun. And, you know, interesting that you picked this because there's like a new documentary out on Netflix about Y2K. I haven't watched it oh. yet. I have not watched it yet. I will yet. not be watching that. <laughs> Come on, you, you don't want to relive... Turn your computers off. Unplug them before midnight. Unplug them before mi- you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't want to miss that. No, okay. I'm allergic to documentaries because they move too slowly and they make me want to climb the walls. Um, but you know, I did enjoy the Y2K thing. Like, <laughs> I have. Do you guys remember where you were on Y2K when it turned midnight? Like, I think I was at a party and I remember some boy who thought he was being very chivalrous, being like, "I'm going to cover your head," and I'm like, "From what?" Like, I thought he was, like, saying because all the computers are going to, like, come through the ceiling and crush us. And I think he actually just meant so you don't get sprayed with champagne. But I was, like, so mad because I was like, you idiot. Like, the computers are not going to fall through the ceiling on our heads. Like, this is so dumb. Like, anyway, I think he was just trying to be polite. But we're going to murder them. You and me wouldn't have gotten along because I was at a party at my parents' house. And as my parents' friends were all singing or counting down. When they hit midnight, I turned all the breakers off in the house. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and her friends were screaming, and I could tell the dad. Wow. I, I would have thought that was funny, but that's because I did not expect to be murdered by a computer. Okay. So I, actually, I would have appreciated this because I did not think the computers were going to kill us. So actually, I would have thought that was hilarious. I would have been way madder if I got sprayed with champagne, actually. So carry on. All done. <laughs> Turn all the breakers off. That's excellent. 
Well done. <laughs> Mom was so mad. <laughs> did you actually turn them all off or did you just hit the master? Uh, no, I did. Well, the rooms they were in, I knew the rooms they were in, there were like five of them that were all close to each other. And I just listened to everybody screaming and laughing and then turned them all back on. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. That's funny. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to call it a week. Oh, it's good to be back, guys. I missed this. Uh, this was fun. Uh, until next week, and we will be back next week. There's no more moving shenanigans to be had. But until next week, don't forget to give us that like wherever you're listening to this podcast. Subscribe to the show. Hit the star key, whatever it is. But until next week, watch some football. If it's not good for you, it's at least going to be entertaining.